Let's get ready ready for work. We need to do some conscious focus. How are we defining equity and who is it we're trying to to serve? Definition of equity that would guide this body's work. There was really no controversy around it. It was just a good exercise to have us start off the process. Stay tuned for a game-changing episode on equity and transparency in education and credentials. Scott Chaney of Credential Engine joins us on episode 40 of Ready for Work. Ready for Work is a podcast from ACT, spotlighting excellence and innovation throughout the workforce ecosystem. Jason Jones hosts this journey with trends and ideas to help your region's workforce reach its highest potential. Now, Now, let's let's get get ready ready for for work. work. Credential Engine is revolutionizing workforce career learning ecosystems by providing accessible data on credentials. Learn how equity plays a crucial role in reshaping pathways and empowering individuals. Here in episode 40 of Ready for Work, CEO Scott Cheney helps us uncover the key information needed for informed decision making and how it promotes fairness. Explore the transformative power of open data and modern tech in education and career guidance to enhance your region's career learning workforce ecosystem. Please set the stage for us, Scott, on what drives the mission of Credential Engine to ensure accessible and open data on credentials, the basic currency we use every day for skills. Credential Engine is focused on ensuring that all information about all credentials of all types, from badges, certificates, licenses, degrees, apprenticeships, etc., about a million of those in the country, and all providers of those credentials, so about 60,000 different organizations provide credentials, our work is to make sure that all that information is accessible as open, interoperable data on the web. How would you describe these gaps and the impact for individuals lacking support? So as we've been working on that mission, we realize that just having basic information about all those credentials, while valuable, may not be exactly what every worker, student, learner, employer really needs in order to be able to make their best decisions. And importantly, to be able to focus on picking the right credentials that help maximize the likelihood of their having an equitable outcome. These equity gaps affect working learners in profound ways. We as an organization recognize that there are people who have been really poorly served by our nation's education and training systems for years and likely aren't going to have improvements made just out of the goodness of organizations' hearts. We need to do some conscious focus on how are we defining equity and who is it we're trying to to serve. How did the priorities evolve at Credential Engine to overcome these challenges? What we decided to do was to pull together a group of national experts to help us think through basically two questions. What exactly are the pieces of information that a student or a counselor or a parent, a job changer, may want to know about credentials and providers and pathways in order to really help them make their best decisions? And second, once we were able to identify those pieces of information, and let's say we end up getting them published from all these providers, 
How can we make sure that the companies that build counseling, navigation, pathway tools are using those data in ways that actually help an individual sort through this maze of credentials, find what they need, and be able to act on that information so that they can maximize the likelihood of having their best outcome. Why was it important to more clearly define the equity issues? Knowing that there are lots of different definitions, there are lots of different approaches to equity, the council sat down and decided on a definition of equity that would guide this body's work. We're not suggesting that it is the only definition. We're not suggesting it is the best definition, but it was the definition that this council came to to center our work on in order to be able to then talk about what are those data points? What are the pieces of information that will help advance that definition of equity and, and help us to realize it? It's impressive how Credential Engine launched such an important journey with high momentum. So we recognize that there are many populations that are poorly served. We wanted to identify those populations primarily and think about what is the best way to approach this question of transparency in order to help them. So it it didn't take a lot of work to get there, and there was really no controversy around it. It was just a good exercise to have us start off the process. Give us a quick flyover of the three tiers and how each one originated. You know, if we think about the two sides of the coin, if you're an organization that owns or issues as a provider of credentials, we really encourage you to look at these three tiers that the council identified. If you look at those, you'll recognize that we sorted them very intentionally. They cut across a lot of different types of data. So we want to make sure that you're sharing information about things like cost, very important in order for someone to make an informed decision. So what's the full cost of attendance? Financial assistance considerations. What are the kind of resources that are available? How are they distributed? And when can you get them? Are there criteria you have to reach in order to have some financial aid released? Are there advisory supports? What kind of counseling and support do you get in just making decisions about what courses you should be taking in what order in order to accomplish Also, what kind of assistance is there for tutoring or anything else that might be helpful in order to have you be able to complete that? So we looked across a wide range of types of information a student may want to know. And then these three tiers come into play by saying, we know that not all of these data points are going to be easily identified and found. Scott, I appreciate how customer-focused design informs each tier. So the first tier of data we refer to as no excuses. And and really, we're saying to the field, this is information you have now. You should be making this public, and we encourage you to step up and publish that information right away. There's really no reason you shouldn't do this. The second tier we recognize is going to maybe take a little bit of work on an institution's or a provider's side. So you know that could be a community college, It could be a university, it could be an apprenticeship program, it could be an industry certification body. Whoever it is that's actually providing that might have to go back and do a little bit more digging. So take your time, pull it together, and share it and publish it when you can. As the tiers grow in complexity, what are we facing in the third segment? The third tier 
actually might entail some policy conversations and some decisions that have to be reached by the field as a whole. One example might be things around social mobility. We as a country have not really done a good job of defining what social mobility looks like and if a credential is actually helping someone not just get one job, but able to improve the trajectory ahead of them or that they were able to realize by having taken something. So there's some work that we need to do, but we're calling on the field to actually step up and work with us to define some of these things. You're listening to Ready for Work, the best and brightest of the workforce ecosystem. Ready for Work. Scott, any member of the workforce ecosystem has an important role here and something to take away. So if you're a provider or an owner of credentials, there's very clear set of activities and set of data points you can be working on now. If you're an organization whose mission is to use data and provide it to students and workers and others through counseling, pathway, navigation, uh, kind of guidance tools, we really want to encourage you to think about incorporating open data and incorporating linkable data into your tools so that you're really revolutionizing how students can can interact with these data and how they can have more power to be able to search all the options that are out there and make better decisions. From a working learner's perspective, how does this improve the navigation experience? The easiest analogy that we give is, you know, the days when you would call AAA you're taking a trip and they would send you the trip ticks. Literally a paper bound copy of here's what you should do. And you're flipping through the trip ticks as you're making your way across country. And now you call up AAA and they're going to send you a link to their app that does all of it for you and allows you on the fly to be looking at all of the options for all of the museums and all the restaurants and all the hotels as you're approaching Topeka, you're still 60 miles away, but you're trying to think about, you know, where am I going to stay and, and what am I going to eat and what are, should I see the next day? It's not on TripTix, it's on your phone. That's linkable data. And we want all of these companies to think about how do we transform how we're serving students so that we move from a TripTix world into an open app world. That's a very helpful analogy to help us understand what improves for the user and how these gains radiate everything Credential Engine is built on. Absolutely. How every provider is thinking about how they engage their students, both potential and current, but also past students who they want to make sure are continuing to get the benefits, might return for additional training and education, might just be using career counseling in order to continue to expand their opportunities. But success is going to be kind of multifold. Thank you, Scott. That was my next question on what success looks like for credential equity. It's going to be one, how many organizations are actually publishing tier one, tier two data with us in this open system? And we're thrilled that we already have a number of organizations who've been stepping up and saying, we're in. We want to publish this. We want to make sure that everyone has access to those data points from what we offer. The second is going to be how many organizations are actually beginning to use these data in their tools. So we're, again, very pleased that we've had a number of organizations raise their hand and say, we get it. 
we're going to begin to think about how do we incorporate open data? How do we begin to incorporate linkable and interoperable data and these data fields specifically into the tools that we're putting out as, as resources for students and workers? And then the third, and we haven't really talked about this much, we want to make sure that any organization that is buying, contracting, purchasing, however you want to refer to it, a counseling or navigation tool or system, whether it be for their local school, a statewide higher education, whether it be for a state's workforce system, that they're actually building those data use principles that we have in the report into the RFPs and the procurement requirements for any company that they're going to hire. We've seen this work in a number of states already who have said, we're going to change what it is we're requiring of those contractors in order to use open data. We want to actually see them now begin to adopt these exact principles into those RFPs and procurement processes. Scott, how do you recommend listeners connect with you on this important work? We're here as a nonprofit organization with the mission of ensuring open, transparent data. And we do that through a a data language that is open source and Creative Commons license. So we're not asking you to come use a proprietary credential engine system. We're asking you to make a commitment to open data using an open tool that anyone can use. We have free resources on the website in order to support you being able to publish. It is becoming the standard for describing providers, credentials, competencies out there. So we would invite anyone to come to credentialengine.org. You can go to our equity webpage that has the report. It has all the tiers and it has a link to help you set up an account and then to begin to publish. We have resources that lay out each of those three tiers of data and show you exactly how to publish those data points into the open data language. You can also contact us at info at credentialengine.org. And we can have someone get back with you to explain how to publish, answer any questions. We are hosting a webinar on July 20th to orient people to the report, to the data recommendations, and then to walk you through any of the publishing tools. So even if you're listening to this podcast after the 20th, we'll have the webinar archived on our website and you can go there and watch it. So mainly what we're asking people to do is to step up and either publish their data using these tiers or to adopt those data use principles, just depending on where you are in the the ecosystem. We appreciate CEO Scott Chaney of Credential Engine for stopping by ACT's Ready for Work podcast as we bring you episode 40 on equity and transparency for education and credentials. We'll be right back to close out with show notes and resources. Let's take a few moments to listen in on a video from Credential Engine that provides a great summary to share the impact of this work. Today, there are one million credentials in the U.S. One million different ways for people to gain skills to keep pace with a fast-moving economy. So many ways that rather than feel informed, people feel lost in the dark. That's because learners, educators, employers, and policymakers lack clarity about what's inside these credentials. Competencies, skills, costs, pathways to jobs, and connections with other credentials. 
Without a common understanding, how can educators effectively communicate what they offer? How can employers know candidates have the skills they need? How can policymakers enact equitable solutions to support a strong economy? And most importantly, how do all learners have equitable access to navigate the full range of learning and career opportunities? It doesn't have to be this way. What if everyone could access a linked open data network for timely and trusted information about credentials? From diplomas and degrees to licenses, badges, certifications, apprenticeships, and everything in between. With credential transparency, we're building this vision. One where learners and workers can understand the availability, costs, time, and value of different credentials, giving them greater agency to get to where they want to go. Credential providers can more clearly describe the credentials they offer, their quality and value, and highlight how they help meet the needs of individuals, businesses, and the community. Employers can discover and hire people who have the skills and competencies needed by effectively signaling job requirements. Policymakers and thought leaders can better understand credentials, which are high quality, where equity gaps exist, and how to better support economic needs at scale. This vision is big, and we need everyone. Together, we can make a difference. Together, we can shine a light in the darkness and illuminate paths to a better future. Check out our show notes page for a link to the Credential Engine Equity Advisory Report and recommendations, along with the video we just shared. Their July 20th webinar link helps you dig deeper on this opportunity. Representing ACT on the Equity Council is Tina Gridiron from ACT Center for Equity and Learning. Here's a quick summary on the center and its important function for ACT's mission. At ACT, we believe that high-quality educational opportunities can improve learning and close equity and achievement gaps. ACT's Center for Equity and Learning leverages the resources of ACT's office for the advancement of underserved learners and the ACT Foundation. This combination unites the center's efforts around a common goal to help the underserved and working learners achieve education and career success. The center conducts research that highlights challenges and opportunities and leads to actions that improve learning, access, and success for all students. The center is a resource to policymakers on important topics, raising awareness and understanding of issues affecting underserved communities. Through the Center for Equity and Learning, we are improving college and career readiness, increasing accessibility of ACT programs, and building partnerships and networks to ensure that all students have a bright and meaningful future. Data-driven insights, evidence leading to action. Join us. If you enjoyed the theme of today's podcast, you won't want to miss the closing plenary for the 2023 ACT Workforce Summit on the future of higher education and workforce success. ACT CEO Janet Godwin moderates a panel with powerhouse leaders such as Maria Flynn of Jobs for the Future and Sarita Brown from Excellencia in Education. Registration is now open at act.org forward slash workforce summit. We hope to see you this October in Nashville. Ready for Work is the service from your friends at ACT. A mission-driven nonprofit dedicated to helping people achieve education and workplace success. Discover more at act.org slash ready for work podcast. Now, let's get to work.